Welcome to the Gem Revealed podcast, where together we discover your soulmate. This is a weekly series of powerful conversations with expert speakers, thought leaders, and relationship coaches talking through the victories and villains that weave their way into our most significant relationships. Please join me, Janine Moniz, founder of Gem Revealed Matchmaking, to learn the raw truth regarding the pitfalls and plateaus of dating in today's society. We will have open and transparent conversations surrounding the staggering facts that one out of every two marriages fail. Let's stop this insanity and learn how to date smarter. Learn how a healthy relationship starts with you. What do you need to do differently to build the right foundation for your relationship? Hello, Gem Revealed friends. I am grateful for you uh, stopping by for another week of self-mastery to soulmate. And uh, my commitment has always been is how can I add as much value to your life and to your relationships and for you to walk away feeling that there was a moment of transformation. So um, I have today a really, uh, what I think is a unique moment for me. I always invite guests on and they share their programs, their events, their their wisdom, their knowledge, and they give us so many great gems, if you will. Uh, But today uh, I'm gonna do a little different uh, podcast. I'm hoping that you just enjoy the journey with me. I have one of my very close friends that all of you, if you're a follower of Gem Revealed, you know her quite well. I'm just going to mention her name right now and then we'll, we'll pass it over to her in a moment. But I have one of my dear friends, Tina Jesso, with me today. And uh, Tina and I are always uh, have the ability weekly to get together and we girl talk. And, and she'd asked me a question about my own journey. And it wasn't just how Gem Revealed was born, but it really was uh, a little deeper girl talk about, you know, my journey through my own divorce. And, you know, she gave me a thought and maybe it was a challenge or an encouragement is everything really becomes the essence of your own story and to share that story. And she said, have, have you really shared that yet? And I thought about it. I said, wow, you know, I've shared the beginning of my business journey and Um, maybe some of the relationships I've had to date. But on the day that we are filming this at this very moment, which should air quite soon, but today is, would have been my 30th wedding anniversary. And, uh, and she really did challenge me maybe to share a little bit more of that story. So we're going to bring forth today uh, my journey, my journey through my own uh, marriage and, uh, and how that fell apart, but how, you know, where am I today and what are the learnings in that? So the only one I would trust with this type of conversation who can really weave their way and navigate their way through it would be a dear friend of mine, Tina. Tina, how are you? I'm absolutely great. It's such a pleasure to be with you here today, Janine. And I can't tell you what a pleasure and what an honor it is to, to take you through this story. And it's a really important story for you. And we're looking at your history and, uh, your past and your vulnerability, right? And how all of that impacts what you're doing today. And uh, yeah, it's a thrill for me to be with you. Well, thank you. And and I do mean that I wouldn't really trust just anyone with that. So before we jump into, you know, this story, if you will, um, why don't you just share a moment of yourself for maybe new listeners who maybe not know the closeness that you and I have and, you know, our partnerships along the way and our projects and, you know, what, what is it that you bring to the world 
Tell, tell our listeners a little bit about that. So you and I met within, because, you know, friend of a friend, this is what networking is all about, right? And basically, I was co-founding a dating website at the time, and that was for people that were really, you know, passionate about personal growth and development. And it was that whole thought process, because that's what I live every day with my clients and coaching programs that I have, that prompted me to ask you about more details about your story. One thing that you bring up all the time, which is such a relevant fact fact in your programs and you know we have done some interviews together as well is this whole concept that over 50 percent or close to 50 percent of marriages today end in divorce you in fact are divorced and it's been a little while and um, I think that story is really important because I'm sure it has a big impact on the programs that you put together today so what was can we start with a little bit of the story behind that like what, what kind of married, how, how old were you when, you when you got married? How long were you married for? What are some great nuggets that we can get out of that? Yeah, it, it all, it's, it's amazing that I look back and I can see myself as I would have been an unbelievably perfect avatar for Gem Revealed. I really was, uh, I wish I was uh, the client of Gem Revealed back when I was, that age and I was really falling in love and I would share and my goal my mission for Gem Revealed is to really impact uh, every relationship and change the world one relationship at a time you said some really big statistics one out of every two marriages is failing and second marriages are even more at risk mm -hmm. so if we think about that Tina you know, I know that you're divorced as well. If we think about that, what the, the majority of our society does is the blame game. You know, I didn't meet the right person. And, you know, this person, he was a narcissist and, oh, you know, he cheated on me. And yet, while that some of it may be true, at what point is everyone going to stop and look in the mirror? Stop and look in the mirror and take responsibility for your own actions. So, what I would share with you is simply this. I was really young when I was married and I would say that was obstacle number one. I was 19 when I, when I met the most incredibly handsome gentleman and he was, and I'm gonna really keep him nameless um, and not for, for any other cause. It's just that there, there's nothing that is gonna come out of my mouth that will defile his name or his character because first and foremost, it is me that we need to take responsibility for. So what I would share first and foremost for everybody, um, this is for you to really take a look in yourself and take responsibility. Uh, another disclaimer actually before I start, if I go through this journey and share a little bit, uh, the disclaimer for me is that it's not about me um, that I wanna get back with my ex-husband. He is in a beautiful place in his life, has a beautiful family, uh, addition family, um, and I am absolutely beautifully content and happy where I'm at. So that is an important disclaimer because at no point does, does, do I want anybody to think that that is my intended outcome. So that, that I, and I might even refer back to it along the way, but I, I met my, my husband when I was, I was 19, we were kids, we were down the shore doing the shore thing and it was a blast. It was an absolute blast and he was incredibly handsome and uh, just everything a, a, a female would want at that time. But the the problem is, is that you're just, you're so young. And the key to this is I had no framework 
for what true love is supposed to be. Now, when I say that, I had great role modeling from my parents. My parents were together for years until my father um, more recently passed away, but my parents were married for over 50 years. Uh, so I had a great you know, role modeling right there. But who is really teaching us how to have a successful marriage, especially today. You know, maybe when my when I was a child, you just stuck it out. You know, you just you stuck it out. Divorce was not what it is today. Now today, you know, it's not a big deal. You can get married and get divorced, and it's it's almost applauding, right? So we jump in right here. Do you mind? I'd love you to. Yeah, because this is so important. And as I was, you know, kind of prepping for this interview, I was thinking. What about her her background? Because what I find with a lot of my clients is that the patterns and the choices that they make in a love partner have to do with the role models they receive from their parents. And a lot of us, and that was my case, and I'm not going to get into my story, but I was accustomed to a dysfunctional model. So therefore, when I was in my marriage, I accepted it a lot longer than I should have, really, uh, because for me, that was normal, right? It had become normalized. But you pointed out a second factor in our upbringing that was really, that really influences that we should be aware of. And that's the fact of what were the norms, right? What were the norms at the time? And do we really have the maturity or not to go against those norms at the time? And were they really for us? So sorry to have interrupted, but I thought that was an important point. Those, those are very good points. I want to touch back on it and just respond to it. So I, I am, I have no dysfunction. And what I mean by that, it's before, <laughs> I know you're thinking, no girl, you are nuts. <laughs> but um, I didn't grow up with any amount of dysfunction. I say that was such a blessing in my heart and many of my friends and you know family will listen to this. And I am blessed to say, I didn't have any um, very um, tumultuous upbringing. My, my upbringing was as close to what we consider normal. I mean, we are, we're all sinful, wildly weird creatures. My family was what I would consider in the framework of normal. There wasn't trauma and, and, and uh, significant dysfunction. And my parents were together. Yes, we're Italian. We, the way we communicate is who's loudest wins. So that's all in there. Um, but I didn't have a framework of a marriage. My parents were sticking it out, taking care of my grandmother. So that, that was, that was set. By the time I was 20 and I jumped into this marriage, I didn't know Janine well enough. I was a young 20 year old girl who didn't have an understanding of what it took to work through and create a healthy marriage. You know, how do we grow with the times? And, and here we are growing through, um, you know, when I was getting married, it was in, you know, 1991. And I, I had no idea of my own identity, my own purpose, my own core values, what I was looking for. And the reality was, is, is I probably did meet the, the right guy because he had a very similar, similar core values. Uh, even we came to faith at the same exact time. Where the struggle came in is I didn't have the right expectations. In my mind, marriage was, he was the person who was supposed to make me happy. He was supposed to make me happy. And when it didn't go my way and we hit a couple of the bumps, maybe it was communication. Maybe it was, it didn't feel what I thought it would feel like. I am, you know, we're not dreaming the same dream and communication from male and female, you know, I wanted him to communicate like I do. I have women how many words a day? And he was not a man who was going to be able to be 
able to communicate at, at the level that I desired, right? Or was I able to communicate back to him? So these things just became layering and layering and layering. And again, he probably did as much as he could with what he knew how, and I did what I could and what I knew how, but it never came down to seeking the, the, the right understanding of what is love and love is work. Love is not a, a feeling, it's a choice. Love is an action step. And this is where my faith comes in. And today I'm, you know, 20, 30 years older than I was then. And if I was the woman I was today, I would have a better understanding of what it meant to be on my knees, praying and asking God to change the things that I wanted changed and, and for him to understand my needs better. And then maybe how would I be able to meet his needs better? Because the way that I went about it is, you know, this is really important. And I wonder how many women might feel this way. In my mind, I'm the godly one. I'm the one who wants all this goodness and communication and, and I'm struggling. So I validated everything in my mind. And therefore, because I felt so validated and empowered in my own validation, went to counselors and therapists and felt very validated even by them, it was my ability to probably almost, you know, override his, uh, his ability to be a man, maybe emasculate and, you know, I, it was, I was not going to submit. I was not going to play that game because I was doing the right thing. I wanted the good stuff. And it was him who wasn't, you know, able to meet those needs. Now I can look back and go, wow, how arrogant. I was not once really coming to a place where we could sit and even have the ability to, 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 to focus on, on, what it needs to be to have a right marriage because I was so filled with contempt and bitterness because he wasn't meeting my needs. Okay, so this is Janine the coach talking, right? I want Janine the ex-wife to, to give me a real life example. What do you mean by that exactly? Can you give us some examples so people yeah. can- Yeah, absolutely, yeah. I can. I can make it really clear. And again, this, I, I want people to look at my- inability versus what I'm sharing about this person, because inevitably this was a, a wonderful person with what he had. And I believe I was a good person with what I had. We just didn't come together and had the tools to figure it out. If we had the tools and we, I understood my faith well enough, my marriage would not have ended up where it was. And I am completely convinced of that now. To your examples, I, I have so many, I couldn't even, you know, I, I could talk your ear off. But one, if I would look at some of my best friends who, you know, we would visit them and I would see how they, they would, you know, talk and laugh and dream together and have, you know, a deeper uh, level of communication, I was mad. I was jealous. Like, why can't I have that? Why isn't our communication like that? Um, I wanted to feel more uh, needed and loved and adored. And instead it felt more superficial. Again, it was a communication thing, not being able to get into the depths of communication. So therefore if somebody else, another man came along and was able to ask me questions and suddenly, you know, I felt noticed. I felt pretty. I felt needed. I felt smart. I felt, you know, somebody else brought me to life. I was like, wait a minute, you know, why am I feeling that way about 
this person talking to me, but yet in my own home, I feel alone and lonely. And it's probably, I would say, is because I didn't even give him the feeling to have, he didn't have a fighting chance because I was too busy demasculating him. So there was, there was so many dynamics going off. Um, you know, again, there were things that he was doing that were helping me feel the way I was feeling very low or lonely, but I didn't handle them the right way. And we didn't find the right resources or come to the place of humility to recognize that we, we I needed to change. It wasn't him. I needed to change. I needed to get a right framework around what the right expectations were. Okay. So that really narrows it down. And I think what you're saying is fairly typical with a lot of relationships. Not that every situation is unique, but on broad strokes, I would say what you're saying is a lot of people out there, a lot of your listeners are going to be able to, to identify with that. So let me see if I can just, you know, look at an example of that, because I think it's really important for someone to really feel connected and you know, I've done this many times myself, you know, talking about very specific examples of what had gone on in my in my marriage. So people really get it doesn't portray me very nice, you know, in the in the best professional light all the time. But that's who we were at that time. And that's a lesson that we had to learn. Let me give you one or two more like examples of what I did versus what I could have done. Okay. So there was a times often that I would feel inferior. Like I wasn't able to do the dishwasher the right way. You know, I didn't know how to take care of the kids as good. Um, there were ways that I felt lower as a wife. I didn't cook as good. Um, and that he was much better than me in all these areas. And so therefore I felt that extremely, uh, my self-worth was shook, but my confidence wanted to rise up and rise above that. And so the way that maybe, you know, it was a communication thing where I could have said, you know, tell me more about that. What, it, how do I meet your expectations? How do I do this better? What would it be like to help get a, you know, better response from you? But instead I layered it in with bitterness and contempt and it always validated my ability to move further and further away and made other things look more appealing. It made that other side of the fence, the grass was greener elsewhere because in my own home, I felt so devalued. Now, everywhere in everyone's home, they're gonna find things that aren't perfect, right? Because you, some women might say, sweetie, wake up, who wouldn't feel that way? And the flip side, you know, there was a thousand other things that were great that were so wonderful in the foundation that maybe some of these iniquities that may have been, and I'm really careful not to defile his name, but maybe there was an insecurity in there. Maybe it was role modeling in his life, but I certainly knew the man loved me. I certainly knew he wasn't going anywhere. I certainly knew that he, he wasn't there to hurt me. It was what he was feeling and didn't say it in the way that I wanted. I wanted it to be the fairy tale. So I hope that gives you a little bit more insight to what, what was happening. If not, bring more clarity to it. Okay. So what I, yes, it does. It does bring a lot of clarity. Thank you. And, you know, how long were you in that marriage? And how soon after you got married did things kind of go in the direction that you're just describing? 
Yeah, so um, again, today would have been 30 years. Uh, we've been divorced for um, almost 11, 12 years, and we were separated for a couple of years before that. Um, as soon as we had children is when the, it, the, the foundation started cracking, because prior to children, we were living a life. Both of us had very successful jobs and traveling the world and having fun. But as soon as children came in, that's where I had to start thinking about what is my purpose in life? Who am I? Am I a successful businesswoman? Am I a beautiful wife, which I didn't really have that deep intimacy and connection to my husband? Am I a mom? I, I, I'm sitting home all day long with kids. I, you know, this is crazy. So it was a slow decline and it rapidly progressed when I um, found solace in other people, person um, making me feel better about my life than trying to work it out in my own home. So it quickly, my, my eyes always were quickly looking for other ways to, to bring um, comfort to my own um, lack of self-worth, my own insecurities. But I was very good at validating uh, that it was his fault. Okay, and letting him know. And letting him know, and, and letting him know very well. Um, my kids were in their um, teenage years when we uh, divorced and there was a lot of upset in my home. It wasn't pretty. There was a lot of arguing and um, just anxiety over it all. And I knew that I knew that I knew that there were problems there. I just didn't know how to address them. So my, you know, my ability was to look elsewhere. And the consequences are devastating. I believe wholeheartedly, I'm gonna go back to my disclaimer. We are both where we're supposed to be, right? I believe that he has a beautiful life and a beautiful daughter with, in, in his other marriage. And it could be more beautiful. I am um, with my two children who uh, I have grown up to be beautiful um, adult children. But when I say the consequences, you know, no child goes into a marriage wanting a divorce at all. And no matter how beautiful my children are and how they're striving for their greatest future, they still grew up in a home without their dad. And they still grew up with a lot of arguing and they grew up with a lot of um, watching it and that was role modeling. So what is inside of their personalities that is a constant to have to look through to heal, uh, that's there, that, that's there. And anyone who's divorced in any way knows that when you pull apart the family unit, there's consequences. So again, it's not my children are you know, marred and handicapped for the rest of their life. They just have consequences of a home pulled apart. And it is my forever mission to like, you know, how do I reconcile that? Maybe to a fault, maybe to a fault. And what I'm not doing is making sure that this whole marriage falling apart is my fault. What I am saying is I have a responsibility that is far greater than passing the blame. And if I had better communication skills, if I had more time praying, if I had more time to understand what he was feeling and trying to help that versus looking outside to get the solutions of the brokenness I felt. Right. Wow. And, um, you know, you didn't have the tools or you weren't aware of the type of tools that, for example, your company now offers, Gem Revealed, which could have turned the tide entirely in how your marriage ended up. But you did know about counseling and therapy and all that at the time, I would imagine. Is that something that you guys sought out? We did. We did. And I would say you have to both want it. And there were times when it felt like um, he wanted it and I didn't. And maybe that was because of my own distractions. And then there were times where I wanted it. And, you know, I think that I probably, it was probably too late. Um, so 
therapy when I, I had constantly went to therapy and, and, and I was able to manipulate the, the counseling to make sure that I felt validated, that I was doing the right thing. Wow. Uh, and again, I'm not trying to make it sound like there was, you know, I was this crazy woman and there was nothing broken. There was lots broken. What I'm suggesting is there's much healthier ways before we, we pull it apart. And you will never find the grass is greener on the other side, right? If there's abuse, if there is emotional, spiritual, mental abuse, physical abuse, get out, get out. I was a very typical marriage that could have been saved given the right tools. I am not saying I broke the marriage apart single-handedly. There were obstacles there where two broken people, two sinful people came into a marriage with what they had and their the, we did not find the connective way, the, the, the right way to work it out. So I manipulated the counseling to make sure I felt valid. I made sure I passed the blame. And when you're sharing it in the way that I shared it, you know, it was convicting. Yeah, you have all the right in the world to feel the way you do. Today, my faith, so please, if people are listening, if you can't subscribe to my ideology, my faith, I would say, look to the principles. But my faith is really tells me something very different today, very different. I was so busy trying to make sure I, I looked at all his faults. It didn't give me time to look at where I needed to open my eyes. How could I have been a better wife? How could I have been more understanding? How could I have been on my knees asking the God that I believe can do anything, you know, maybe changing and softening his heart. Maybe we both could have went to learn how to communicate together. Um, all the things that I now know, I now I knew nothing then. I didn't have the ability to understand my identity and how we can merge our identities and our purposes together. How could we serve the world and feel good about ourselves? It was his world and my world, and we had no world together. It was we were just plowing through life with no framework of what it means to be a oneness. What does it mean to be oneness? That is a major lack which Gem Reveal shares and trains, what are your core values? What is your purpose? What is your identity? How are you having intentional conversations to merge that together to a oneness? Now, he and I never did that. We, we were brought together from, he was hot, he was good looking, <laughs> he was beautiful, successful, we had fun. And as time grew, we never merged our purposes and it, just went its own its own way. We never had those intentional conversations in the depths to help us do what really mattered. I really love what you just said for a whole bunch of reasons. And I want to just shine the light on a few different things and maybe fill a little bit of a gap in there. First of all, you know, what you have to say about your role, I love this. And what I love about it is the fact that you've taken like 100% responsibility for your part in the, in the breakup. And even though during the marriage, and I'm sure for a while afterwards, you felt, as you said, you were really validated by everything that was happening. And even to the point of being able to convince the therapist by the sounds of it, that you were, you were totally... Uh, you're totally right in your point of view, which which fueled the fire even more effectively. Oh, 100%. I was valid. I was 100% valid. It validated me for some of my own actions. Right. 
Right. So as far as you were concerned, I mean, even the experts were saying that you were right. So how can you really have effective communication after that point? And you talk about pulling the rug out from under your ex's feet. I mean, he had nothing to he had nothing to cling to at that particular point. So I really love the point of what you just said. But above that, what I really love is how you've taken such such ownership and such responsibility for your for your contribution to the breakup for your I, I hesitate with the word deficiencies but your lack of understanding what good communication was all about albeit that you were of good faith right and, and you wanted the marriage to work so I really love that part of it that you've taken ownership of all of that what I also love is that you connected the dots with Gem Revealed and how the tools, if you had known about, if you had had those tools at the time, it probably would have been a different outcome. What I would like to do is bridge the gap, though, between who you were at that particular point during your marriage and Gem Revealed. Like, how long did it take you to really take ownership of what went on in the marriage, to really figure out what you had to deal with and how you could have dealt with it differently in order to have that different outcome in your marriage. Yeah, what a journey. That piece is a journey, right? Um, I'm going to still say more than the gem revealed toolbox, my faith has really colored that journey. My faith in humility, my faith in my understanding of human behavior, that God is really in control, that it's um, regardless of what I do, uh, his plan is, is, is the best. And if I had stuck to in my marriage and I trusted him, he would have worked it out differently. I just wanted what I wanted, so I pushed forth. So my faith has changed so rapidly that today, Today, number one, I'd be praying for my future husband that I know that I will have one day. Um, I also know that once that covenant is made, that it is really God's and it is God who I am really responsible to and submitting to. It's not my husband. It's as long as I'm following God, I he will make sure that uh, the best happens for me. So that was the biggest connection, right? Right. That's That's the biggest gap filler. Now let's go to the gem reveal toolbox. So I was void of any understanding uh, at that point. As I continued through my, my career journey went into more of human behavior and self mastery. So everything I did was always, even though it was inside of the business world, it was how to connect with people. So if we talked about clients and how to build loyalty and how to gain rapport in order to build a sale, it's the same toolbox. My whole career journey, it's 20 years in the corporate world has always been sales and relationship building and selling from a heart-centered place. And then on top of it, coaching is building relationships. So my whole life outside of my, my faith has been, how do you build a loyal, deep relationship? And the tools are the same, whether you're working with a client, you're loving them, you're authentic, you're filling a need, you're listening more than talking, if I had done the same back in my marriage, I would have had a different outcome. I was so self-focused that I didn't have the ability to understand what it meant to have that kind of relationship and loyalty and, and depth in my own home. I had no idea. At, at 19, when you meet and 21, you're married. How, who teaches you this? Who teaches you this? So today, what I would offer up to anyone, wherever you are, whether you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, or 50s, whether you're in a relationship and struggling, 
or you're single and looking, I ask that number one and first and foremost is take responsibility. Take responsibility for your own growth mindset. Really understand what it means. First, what is love? I, I, I mentioned quite often 1 Corinthians 13, uh, 13, 4 through 8 is love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it is not rude, it is not self-seeking. Put your name there in replace of the word love, and that's a litmus test right there. Are you that? And if you're not all of those things, how do you become that? Also, understand you know, what is the framework for marriage? What does it take? It's 100% giving, not the 50-50 plan. If you do this, then I'll do this. That's a poor plan. Understand your own identity, what's important for you, and have those intentional conversations and how to move them together and get a qualified coach. But know that you both have to want it. Don't get into a, a relationship, a long-lasting relationship. Don't get into a relationship for physical attraction. Go into a relationship because you have the same core values and intentions and, and purposes in life. Yes. What I really love here, again, I love connecting the dots with you. It's so great. So the first thing is that you at Gem Revealed, uh, you have it all going on. Now I connected all the dots. You have this incredible desire to help people to begin with. You're a credible human being. Let's just get that straight. And viewers out there, listeners, know that I've known this lady, not for a huge amount of time, but the value of what you have brought to me and the friendship you have shown is just and all by Zoom and all by phone because we've never met. We've it. never hugged yet. We haven't yet hugged just virtually, but you have been stellar and outstanding. And you're like one of my top, you're absolutely one of my top favorite people in the world. So you have this stellar personality and you have a heart of gold. You go through this difficult experience knowing that you're going to learn from it. You take your work experience, you've been super successful in business and you take this experience and you go and you get an accreditation because you know you want to help people to not go through what you did and not be part of that statistic of over 50%, one in two, as you put it, that end up in the divorce courts, right? So it's just really, it's really cool because everything that you've done, including raising your children, that's very successfully. So yeah, that's not that accreditation right there. Was, that's the key <laughs> one outside of college, outside of going to coaching school and getting constant uh, certifications. Number one was being a single mom. <laughs> that was definitely where I learned my badge. Absolutely. So it's just to put a big, big bow on this, you know, just who you are as an individual. You have used the most difficult times that you've gone through in your life in order to grow stronger so that you can help people and not just help people based on, you know, your story. You've gone and you got the accreditation and you have the life experience of being able to help people and know what relationships are all about and what communication is all about and how that, and using your faith. And let's just get clear with faith. You have one, there's many, many different ways to express faith, right? And you, as just to basically know that there's many different faiths out there and there's many different ways to believe, but I think it's important to have some kind of belief and you have that and it's very strong and it's very core. So yeah, you've really got it all going on. So your clients are very lucky. They're very lucky to have you and your future clients are gonna be very lucky to have you take care of them and their journey to uh, self-mastery and uh, finding their soulmates. What's next for Janine before we tune out? What's next? Great question. Um, it's to continue the mission of Gem Revealed. I believe wholeheartedly that my background, uh, the journey of, of 
pain, suffering, joy, and celebration has really given me the ability, the validation along with those, you know, credentials, real credentials from, you know, life coaching schools and, you know, several different accreditations along the way. Um, I adore helping people. My mission is really to love radically. And I love working with men and women and couples and really helping them reach their best self journey. That's really important to me is really helping the light bulbs go off. A great coach is never gonna give you their advice. A great coach is gonna extract it out of you. And then maybe just some of my, uh, you know, my background, maybe my past experiences can help put some guidelines and framework around it. I just really love working with people and sharing this journey. I may have just touched one person to take responsibility for your own future. That's what needs to happen in this world. We all need to stop blaming each other and just take a look in the mirror, take responsibility. And if you are in a relationship now that needs to be enriched, I ask you, let's talk, let's have a free consultation. If you are single and looking, I'd love to speak with you because I'd love to give you the foundation, the framework, the expectations. Love does. It is not a feeling. It is an action. And what does that look like for you in your journey and your future relationship? And if you want a long lasting one, you must do something different. And I'll leave at this. If one out of every two marriages are failing, what are you doing? What are you doing specific to safeguard that? You have to do something different. And I wholeheartedly believe that we have the answer and it's take responsibility. Now there's a host of resources that we have, but it begins with first, take responsibility, understand your core values, understand what your purposes are, find what your limiting beliefs are, understand what some of your poor patterns are and really let's unearth these and tackle it to make an achievable action plan that will bring you and you'll start attracting the better life, the better relationships and the soulmate that you really deserve. If I wasn't a coach myself, I'd sign up tomorrow. <laughs> that sounded really well, great that we're each other's coach because I know I've called you many times with tears in my eyes. <laughs> and vice versa. This was absolutely amazing. I thank you for the privilege and the pleasure of being the one to talk to, to you and to reveal to your viewers and listeners your story, which I think is so important to the mission of what you're doing. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. And uh, yeah, good luck to all your viewers and sign up for Jeannie's program. She's amazing. Uh, well, thank you. And I recognize as a coach, you know, I wasn't in coach like mindset, you go in and out when you're talking about your own stories, because it gets emotional. So thank you, Tina, for handling it so well, and doing what you do so beautifully and articulate so and amazing and making me feel so special. So thank you for being the person I chose to, to walk this journey with me. I appreciate you. It's been a blast. All See right. you soon. Thank you, everyone. And you have a beautiful day. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Gem Revealed's podcast, Discover Your Soulmate. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. We really value your opinion, so please feel free to send us your question, comments, or feedback. You can email us at info at gemrevealed.com. You can also find out more about Gem Revealed services by visiting gemrevealed.com. I'll see you next time as we discover your soulmate.